let's talk about sex. Well, happy 4th of July, Miss Gina. Oh, happy fireworks day. Since this show is actually going to air on the 4th. So, quick shout out and a thank you to obviously what makes our country great. And that is the people that protect it. So, it is Sexy Marriage Radio time. Yeah. That was kind of an odd segue, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know, because, you know, protect it. <laughs> yeah, well, this is Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris. And we are glad you're here. You can find us at sexymarriageradio.com, and we would love to hear from you. If you've got something on your mind, email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, or you may call us at 615-56-SEXY-6, and we will try to help you and your married sex life as much as we possibly can from this side of the microphone. <laughs> That's right. What you do with the info is up to you, exactly. but we happen to believe that the best sex is married sex. That's exactly. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, married sex, I am going to be a guest this week on a really radical alternative lifestyle show. I'm thinking, oh gosh, I, I need to fire my agent. But then I thought, you know, they're not bringing me on to bash me. You know, they're actually yeah. really good-hearted people. And I said, you you do realize that my alternative lifestyle is radical monogamy? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we think it's great. So we'll see how that goes. But there's something to be celebrated within marriage, and we're all about celebrating that. Exactly. So. Exactly. Because we believe the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Yeah, which is not to say that it comes naturally and that it's yep. going to be without risks and, and challenge and vulnerability and discomfort. So yep. that's why we want to challenge you. And on this one, on this show, I think we need to help out some people. Okay. Because, you know, it is the 4th of July okay. when, this show, will, when this show will run. So it's time for fireworks and, you know, big bangs and... <laughs> whatever else whatever else analogy fits yeah you know what it's like when you get those fireworks to the curb and you light the one and you get really excited and it's a dud yeah that and that yeah, happens that, too yeah you that's get, what we want to help you with. get all excited and everything's right and then pff, nothing <laughs> yeah it just doesn't work out so what do you do if either through spoken or unspoken messages you hear from your spouse, and let's just, I'm going to, let's pick on the fellas. Okay. Your wife either flat out says, or it's pretty clear unspokenly, she's saying, you know, when it comes to foreplay, you're pretty boring. You're boring. You know, I, I got, I got nothing out of this. You know, it's, what's going on, man? I'm not in the mood. Yeah, we've had people ask for help. So my first thing to those who ask for help along these lines is a high five for, you know, not just shutting down and sulking away, but saying, all right, you know, help me out here. Yeah. So, Seeking help. That's a good, that's a good idea. That's a good start. Because there's tons of stuff out there. I mean, you can go and get books on technique, on tips, on 100,000 ways, whatever to ramp up whatever you know 
they, they could give you creative ideas and some of them are going to be way out there and some of them are going to be, Hey, okay, that's pretty cool. I'll do that. But I'm going to be willing to bet a majority of the reason why she says you're boring is you have fallen squarely into the do what works category every time. I, exactly. Or s sticking with the script of, of a specific role. Yeah. I'll speak as a woman um, that it's really boring when, when sex is so compartmentalized. And so when, when the husband is just, you know, I understand men tend to be compartmentalized. And so <laughs> he's doing his, he's, he's doing his thing here and his thing there. And then finally, Oh, it's bedtime. And he's, he's, whatever, brushes his teeth, gets in bed, he's naked, and there sex starts, like climb in bed, roll over, uh, and just start timidly kissing or something. That's just really pretty boring. Mm -hmm. So I, I think when women are always saying that sex starts earlier, for one thing, building anticipation throughout the day helps, but be aggressive. That's going to be my first tip. Be aggressive. How? <laughs> let, let's 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 add that. Let's let's unpack that just a little bit because I think it's easy to say it. You know, be aggressive because I've I have fallen victim to that of the whole. It, it, I do what works, and then I get frustrated when my real timid, weak attempts don't work, <laughs> and I blame her. When in reality, yeah, it's partly me, if not all me. Oh, okay. Because I was too timid and I was kind of just, you know, begging or pleading or very childish in the way I went about it. And no woman, no healthy, full-grown woman wants to have sex with a child, you know, with a little boy. No, I, I, that, 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 I can't see that providing much. Right. Ew. So it's yeah. one of those, how do you, okay, you say be aggressive because it's not about be forceful. In the it's sense of, of completely dominate. I mean, obviously, you could get into the world of, yeah, that's what they really want. But you need to have some conversations so they know that ahead of time. Of yeah, If you're going to get into the whole domination world. Yeah. But it's, it's more it's about... It's by rules. Yes. It's, it's more about, I'm going to still pursue you for sex. That's what I'm going after. And, and, and it's, if you want to think of it as object, objectification, okay. I kind of think that a woman does not mind being objectified by a man she's attracted to. Yeah, if you can make her gasp a little, like so where you finally can create a little bit of surprise, mm -hmm. you know, where she's like, hey, oh, <laughs> I mean, you know, create some yeah. kind of excitement. Yeah. And we have, you know, you're talking about this whole world where the culture is a little bit captivated right now with the whole whatever erotica that's taking women and, and men into this whole world of role playing and whatever. I, I think it speaks to this boredom that exists from trying to be so equal. And I think that we've touched on that before being mm -hmm. exactly the same or just always operating in your boring life role. Mm -hmm. And so as a guy, part of your excitement and part of your eroticism is honoring that, that, fire that's in you that's very masculine and and that is 
wanting to take charge so because i'm guessing and i could be completely wrong because there's guys that are really dominant all the time mm-hmm. that want something completely different in the bedroom just for a pl- way to express a different sure. side of themselves sure but that can be that scenario can be played out with some forethought and some and some conversation i mean she she might be on board with that yeah. but that what i'm thinking of as you were talking gina is that if a if a guy keeps falling victim to the he's bored he's in in, in sex i'm he's probably bored in his life too exactly he's bored and he's bored that makes him boring right because he needs he needs a challenge he needs an adventure and it's yeah. not necessarily just her Oops. as the yeah. as the adventure <laughs> i think she she wants to be part of the adventure be called up to a larger story with him but not be the point of the story Right, because remember, we're always talking about this, how the enemy of great sex is this total fusion or lack of separation. Right. So so when you are excited with life and and you're excited with who you are and you are happy and, and healthy as a whole human being, then that sexual energy that propels that makes you sexier in bed. Right. So so partly to be really practical, for example, start when your clothes are on (laughs) there's something sexy about having you know being pinned against the wall in the hallway and having her you know taking off her clothes and and leading her by the hand and 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 whatever you want to do that's what we mean by be aggressive even 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 do it before well before sex could even occur because maybe kids are in the house exactly so you get that one little moment where you're passing each other in the hallway and the kids are not around. And even if they, there's a chance they come walking in, it's all right because you're not going to be shedding clothes or getting into clothes. But pin her. That's a great, I like that. That pin her against the wall, give her a good kiss, whisper in her ear as you're walking away. That's just a little segue, you know, future. Exactly. <laughs> and so then when you've got some anticipation building, that's where there's that big disconnect we don't want to disconnect where all of a sudden you then okay you've cut that off and then you're not going to wake back up your sexuality till you're under the cover right <laughs> you know so so follow a sexual connection throughout the day yeah so be and, be and playful playful a little bit dangerous mm-hmm. yeah just it's that it's that idea we've talked about a couple times of you know you can utilize sexting where it's mm-hmm. suggestive texts, suggestive emails, suggestive phone calls that are real clear to the point, not about schedule. They're about <laughs> sex. <laughs> and it's not that you're manipulating. It's just you're just stating, this is my plan. This is what I'm wanting. And that's another thing is I think women want a man to have a plan when it comes to sex sometimes. That it's not this whole... Okay, I'll just, you know, follow the script. But it's this whole, here's what I'm going to do. And she can obviously speak up and say, nope, let's do this instead. But it's, it's the example that I think of, and I've heard this from several different people just recently too, is you get together for a date, you get together after church, you get together for going out after work, and you're going to go eat. And he turns to her and says, well, where do you want to eat? Right. And she's, I don't care. And he's, I don't care either. And it's just this whole impasse of indecision. 
when I think there is a great opportunity to step up and say, I want to go do whatever. I want to go eat wherever. And it's real subtle, but it's, it's setting the stage for taking charge of your own life and your marriage as the husband. Yeah. Those things, they seem really little, but that's true. It's It's a very guys ask yourself, how passive are you? You know, on a scale of one to 10 throughout the day, how passive are you and how present are you? Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're passive and you're not around emotionally, it's hard to be attractive to that, attracted to yeah, that. Yeah, because that's the alpha idea we talk about. The masculine alpha part of us that is attractive to to, I, to women in general. I think so. But every relationship, you know, is different and it's not static. Right. Because like, then, like you said, that can become its own little, what? routine yeah well it, everything's going to try to seek a, nor- a normal and a routine and that's the, yeah. that's part of the struggle and the challenge of married sex is even if you're the most adventurous person out there t- to everybody else you know everybody else right. sees it man that person is a complete adventure person man yeah. well to them that's normal that's do what works last time <laughs> to right. us, to an outsider, it's like, golly, you're always doing something different. Well, no, there's still a normalcy within it. And so you create something new, you try something else, you spark something up with your sex life. And it's you get that little moment of, wow, you know, it really fires some things up between you. But if you do it enough, that becomes normal. Right. So it's that, okay, well, we need to inject another little change here we need to inject another little adventure here we need to inject another little passion here because the other thing that comes to my mind to change up foreplay mm-hmm. start in risky locations yeah you mentioned the it. hallway you know pinner right. as you're as you're walking past each other in the hallway or walking to the bedroom uh-huh. you know sit outside in your backyard and talk and make a move out there it could be after dark maybe you got privacy fences maybe there's a chance people see well right. okay if you want to be a little safer, start out there, then move inside. Yeah. Start in the car. You know, start try different things than you normally do. Just just break the pattern. Or just go. Yeah, go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. For the whole for the whole meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and let sex be a place where you get to see each other differently because I think. Part of the boredom that people point to in, in monogamy and long-term relationship is that you just you you act like you know everything about the other person, and that's there's no way that can really be true, unless that other person's refusing to grow. the The point of these relationships is that we're always growing and always moving towards greater destiny or the the greater fulfillment of who we're called to be mm-hmm. so if you're all these different facets of ourselves and a lot of them they're not even safe at all to share until we know somebody or other people have a, a elements of their sexuality that they could only share with strangers so you know play different roles with each other mm-hmm. literally sometimes maybe role-playing is fun you act like you're strangers or you and and give life to some parts of yourself that 
you try to hide from each other. Let there be that sense of mystery that's exciting and that you want to unfold about your mate mm -hmm. and about yourself. Yeah, and about yourself is where I would start. That yeah. What are, what are the things that you want to to do, to try, to be, to experience, and be willing? You know, we've I think we've mentioned, and maybe we need to do a show on the actual lay it all out steps to fantastic sex. But we've alluded to it that you treat, you know, you, you go ahead and approach your spouse as if they're the most spontaneous, adventurous, erotic person on the face of the planet. And then you go after what you want because it's their job to say no. And then whenever you hear no, you don't take it personal and you refer back to rule number one of see them as the most adventurous, spontaneous, romantic person in the world. Because we so often place conditions on things based on one or two experiences with a person. You know, I've had sex with my wife a lot. We've been married 19 and a half years, so we've had sure. a lot of sex. You know, you've been married to Paul 20 plus years, so yeah. you guys you guys know each other and you've had times where, okay, that doesn't, no, he, he's not into that, right. she's not into that. Yeah. But does that mean for the entirety of her life or just for that moment she didn't want to do whatever? She didn't want me advancing whatever. She didn't want me making a move then, you know. So it's kind of like we have one ex one ex experience and it's like, oh, well she shot that down, so I'll never do that again. Well, really? Is that really what she said or is it just you know, hey, we're in the grocery store, it's probably not a good idea to get <laughs> naked and drop down on aisle 5. You know, <laughs> well, okay, maybe you were a little smarter there, honey, than I was, but that's what I was interested in. So, you know, so it's just that whole, okay, some of those scripts that we have that are so limiting to our life, we need to really examine them and decide, okay, is that legit or was that just a one-off kind of experience? Well, I hear you really speaking to the higher desire mate in that whole right. scenario right so well, because it gets into the idea of I, I could see how boring happens in in sex exactly. and i know how it happens in my own sex life because sex is leftovers that's what schnarch calls it and i love the phrase mm -hmm. because it's this whole idea of i get together with my spouse and spoken and unspoken she decides what she's not willing to do i decide what i'm not willing to do and we do whatever's left over oh and so if you think about it, if you allow every instance of rejection or stopping something from happening as it's progressing, and they, oh, we don't want, I don't want to do that position, mm -hmm. and they, it was just one time they didn't want to, but but you take that as the law. Well, of course you're going to start limiting less and less and less and less and less availability of what you can what you can try. So then all of a sudden now all you've got is two or three different <laughs> options for sex. Well. Okay, is that true? Is that rational? Or is that just taking one experience and expanding it into an entirety of your life rather than, okay, maybe I need to back off and look at my own life and decide what am I, what's limiting me? And is it real? Yeah, I mean, even if you had a repertoire of 20 positions, however, it's still, mm -hmm. it's, it's still within this container. And so I can see where we're going back to the foreplay element. And, and 
the problem is separating that from the act itself. Yeah. And so embrace all of it is this whole sexual encounter. Most couples have sex for five minutes, foreplay included. Yeah. So that's a little bit boring. That's a, that's a, com- take- yeah, that's a commercial break. <laughs> commercial break. <laughs> that's all. That's what that is. If you put it in, in lots, of, lots of terms, that's just, just a little bit longer than a commercial break. All right, all righty now. There's a commercial. Hurry up. Yeah, Can you be fast? That's sad. <laughs> <It's> sad. <laughs> There's times that I'm, re- I'm raring to go. One time Paul was so exhausted, he rolls over and says, um, can you be fast like a man? That's <laughs> 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 pretty funny. Yeah. So I understand playing different roles, but what are some ways? Let's just get practical ways to have fun. Just increase the fun factor, the playfulness. Um, you know, even the sex, romance, sex games, yeah, yeah. romance, even the yeah. romance, you know, increase that with the foreplay, yeah. you know, start, start early. Like you've talked, like we've talked about, you know, the leave little notes, leave little subtle hints, you know, that aren't. And again, this is speaking to the fellas and this is my own bias. And I don't know if it's legit or not, but I get confirmation from guys that it's true. <laughs> don't ask, you know, Start just kind of letting her know what you want to happen. You know, um, it's, it's are like, we going to get lucky tonight? Right. Yeah. I mean, how awful. No, I'm. It's usually I'm. Yeah. Am I going to get lucky yeah. tonight? How, how awful is that? It's really bad. Yeah. Ooh, I'm just, you know, so aroused just thinking of that, honey. You know, I, I can't see a woman just dropping her pants right then just because she's just raring to go because you can't <laughs> ask. So... It's it set the stage, drop the hints, leave the the notes, pursue her throughout the day, let her know she's beautiful, let her know she's sexy, let her know you're thinking of her. You know, you can even pull in a lot of past experiences, some real good romantic interludes you've had in the past, and say, "Hey, been thinking about you know the time on the beach that we got to go together, and I've been thinking about you know all these different things." So you're kind of setting the stage, and then. Have a, have a little more quiet dinner with her, even if you have a family involved, even if kids are involved. I mean, you, you can set up some candles and a little dimmer, and even as a family, that's okay. So your kids are seeing you pursue your spouse. Is that bad? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, but because it's a romantic family dinner then. Mm. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. So you're kind of setting the stage early for her and pursuing her. Yeah, and then have some something something different. Change the script. Play strip poker. I don't know. Yeah. Something. Yeah, place. Somebody emailed us, I think it was either us or Simple Marriage that they played strip we. Oh that's good. <laughs> like awesome <laughs> you know whatever because it and this was just a couple that was real competitive with each other. And so <laughs> they just had some fun with it. And well, that's cool. You know, have fun with it. Twister. We have Twister in the trunk. Come to think of it. Yeah. That's good. Naked. Yep. I mean, there's, there's, and then there's all kinds of different games you can get. And I think I've mentioned on this show, my wife and I love the, sh- the game, A Private Affair. And it's just a little card game that's just suggestive with, it gets you talking about things you normally won't be talking about. I know, but you're comfortable talking. Yeah. That's, well, 
<laughs> Hello. <laughs> but some of it but some of the some of that has been challenged and grown because of that game. We normally have been in the in the mode of I'll bring up something and I don't know. You know, and or she'll bring up something. I don't know. You know, and it's that whole we kinda reached this quick impasse. And so that's kinda helped us break through to okay, we gotta come up with something. I need to what do I really think? What do I really believe? So some of those things from an external source can help That's cool. spur that on a little bit. So what's that? The private affair. It's, yeah, it's a private affair. And I think if you just Google a private affair game, you'll find it. It's real easy. It's like a deck of cards. Yeah, it's just, it's just a big mm-hmm. deck of cards and a little yeah. box. So it's real, exactly. it's real easy to grab You know, four or five when you're going out on a date. And that's something she and I will do. That we'll have yes. them so when we're out at a restaurant, we just... Slide a card across, and we t- that's our dinner conversation. <laughs> uh, and my friend Mitch has the Q game, which is real similar, but they're bound as a deck of cards. You can open like a fan. Ah. And so, so you pass them back and forth. There you go. So that's really cool. So, you know, talking, and a lot of times women, I'm going to speak to you for a minute, the way that women want to be all wooed through words and connecting. And sometimes... You know, if you're like me and you're an extrovert and you're probably naturally attracted to a guy who's the strong, silent type. You know, I like an introverted guy because he's kind of a challenge for me and he's he's strong and, you know, I'm, I'm like weave all around him. Our Italian teacher used to say, Paolo is like a tower and Gina just wraps and wraps around him. <laughs> but, you know, he's attractive. But at the same time, I think, you know, I used to always say the only problem with the strong and silent type is not the uh, strong. So sometimes that silence would drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. But women, sometimes you need to understand that part of the way he speaks is through his physicality. And so not to always place these demands on your own erotic energy that, well, mm-hmm. until he connects with me, like being deep enough verbally and you know, acting basically like a woman, being able to share his his deepest feelings and emotions. Well, I'm just not ready to connect until we go there. Sometimes just opening yourself up and letting him be a guy and 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 embrace his sexual energy goes a long way towards making him feel closer to you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we need to, that would be a female script that we need to throw away. Well, you've got to jump through these emotional hoops and open my heart by connecting verbally and talk about the deeper recesses of your emotions. That's the tall order sometimes and really exhausting to a guy. Yeah. And it, and it could be, he's actually showing that. Exactly. And some of the ways he's living and what he's doing, how he's trying to provide if he's working and trying to create a great income in life for his family. He's actually exactly. showing that without speaking it. That that's, exactly. that's part of, I think, the way a man is, is I want to demonstrate my strength, not always have to speak it. <laughs> and so I think that's really valid. It's to huge. That. It's huge because I've noticed there's been a couple of different times where I have upped my physical presence in my house by working on a project, you know, cause it, gone are the days where all, most men are building things and fixing things and changing oil and all those kinds of things that are typical, you know, how surviving kind of things. 
because we live in such an easy society nowadays that so much of it can just be done by just drive down the street and they'll do it for you and you know call that and they'll come do it for you and day laborers will come and do it for cheap and you know all those different things but like i had a time where i was rebuilding our fence and that night pam was all over me yeah exactly <laughs> because and i'm like what's that about i was watching you today <laughs> you know and it was just that and i've got a whole lot more fence i need to fix <laughs> you know but it's just that there's something about that it's kind of gone of this whole okay as a guy when you can up your physical presence and up your protective nature in a sense yeah that usually will spark something in your wife in the feminine yeah. part of her absolutely especially because like you said we've become so much more equal but with the breadwinning mm -hmm. isn't always just on the man mm -hmm. so a lot of times what we're saying is stress there it, it's about more issues the mm -hmm. relationship itself has some stress and so you want to strengthen your masculine energy strengthen as a woman strengthen your feminine energy your your seductiveness or your responsiveness your ability to tease and 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 just really enjoy the energy about who you are your mm -hmm. body enjoy your body yep and that's just it it to, to end this let me let me see if this puts a nice little bow on this idea <laughs> because if you're hearing from your spouse that you're boring and you have the courage to acknowledge that and say, you know, you're probably right. To me, that means you have the insight to realize, okay, where else in my life am I boring? Because uh, it's probably true. I'm not doing things that really spark something within me. And I'm putting all my pressure on my spouse to help me feel better about me. Well, that's not their job. Their job is to enjoy you when, right. when you have more of you to, to share yeah. and experience. So what are some of the things deep down that you want to do in your life? What are some of the things that really spark some passion in you? One of the things, you know, Gina and I, you were talking, we were talking about this right before we started the show off the air of, you know, I've, I've had, I'm going on a week and a half now of sickness in my house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. My, you know, my wife was gone for a week out of the country. She came home, was sick. My daughter got it. And so, you know, we've had this fever going on. And so that means you can't leave the home much, which means I can't go play ball. And that is one of the things I just love because that's, uh, there's just a passion in me that, that competitive working out, win, lose, talk trash, you know, argue calls, all that kind of stuff speaks to something within me. And I'm like, ah, oh, I gotta go play ball. How can I go play ball? You know, and all right. So I noticed, I noticed that spills over in the other parts of my life because then I'll start to, I don't have that outlet, so I'll put more pressure on Pam to help me feel better about me. But that's not her job. My that's jo huge, though. Yeah, my job is to feel better about me for me. So mm -hmm. if you have the courage to speak up and and hear what your spouse says when they when they speak the truth do something about it you know seek help but it's not just in your sex life seek help for your life what is it that you want to do what is it you want to experience invite them to come along if it if it fits but it's more about wake up your life and that will then easily spill over into your sex life yep absolutely which goes back to last week's show i think about uh 
sexual integrity or the uh, erotic power of integrity. So Living from your values, living yeah. from your passion. From There's so fear. much energy there. There's so much right. energy there. So what we want, and I think I'm speaking for you here, Gina, is but we want people to have fully alive lives that are not boring because that means they're having fully alive sex that's full of passion and adventure because you can't we live life the way we have sex and we have sex the way we live life yep and i think i heard how you know your life is a gift from god and what you do with it is is your gift back so you know all of that glorifies your creator so play full out that's right this has been sexy marriage radio we're glad you took the time to join us and we will see you next time you bet bye-bye let's talk about 